Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Welcome in on another beautiful Monday morning. Thank you for joining us here at the Bring It In Show as we uh, click the last couple buttons and get everything going. So we're uh, going live online. Like I said last week, pay attention to the show today. At some point, I'm going to say a magic word, a secret word, and that word will give you entrance as long as you're one of the first people now because we can't have a fantasy football league with 100 people in it. It would be so confusing. So as long as you're one of the top... 10 people to hit us up in our DMs and things like that and let us know what the secret word is that you've heard today. That's your that's your ticket into the Bring It In Fantasy Football League. And we are getting ready because we have 202 days until your next Super Bowl champion is crowned. We have 17 days until preseason football starts. We got guys reporting to camp all last week until I think today's the last day for certain teams to have guys report. So I know when you look at certain teams like the Ravens, they were a lot of the guys, OBJ, Zay Flowers, uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson, they were all down working out down in Miami on the beach and stuff for the past couple weeks. And now, now all the entire team's together for all the teams. And it's, it's a beautiful time. Now that we're ready, guys are going to start practicing in about two and a half, three weeks. We'll get to picking our fantasy football teams. And then, I mean, there's so many ways to win in fantasy. You can listen. I believe in two weeks we're going to have a fantasy. We'll have a fantasy special. We'll have all the crew come in, maybe even a couple special guests. You know, we, we keep special guests coming in, cycling in every once in a while. And we'll be we'll give you what we think will be your best uh, choice to win. Now you people have won through the draft. People constantly win their fantasy football leagues through the waiver wire because injuries happen. It's football. It's a rough sport. We know. So 
that's where we are. 45 days until the NFL starts. That's that's when it's really go time. When the NFL starts, 45 days. And we got so many questions still. Well, one big question now is where's Dalvin Cook going to wind up? But teams have been unveiling new uniforms. Jets in all white now for a, a nice new uniform. We got the Tennessee Titans D-Hops new team this weekend unveiling a nice powder blue throwback to the Oilers days. Uh, so it's um, everything's everything's moving along. We got Hard Knocks starts in about a, a week and a half. And, I mean, we're all waiting to see the kind of the kind of footage that Aaron Rodgers is going to allow of himself because I mean he's one of the most interesting quarterbacks athletes of this time in my opinion I mean I I want to know what's making this guy tick what's driving him and I mean I want to hear about how he gets centered again, too. I mean, we we know we probably won't get that in depth of a uh, of footage with Aaron Rodgers, but maybe, maybe we will. We'll we'll just have to sit back and see. But man, I've been I as I saw told you guys last week this Netflix special quarterback. It's got me hooked. It's got me hooked and it's got me feeling bad for the path Mariota's going on. It's got me feeling bad for Kirk Cousins. I mean, it humanizes these quarterbacks, these these guys, these athletes that at sometimes people i'm not going to say everybody i'm not going to say you but at times people put these athletes up on a platform where they're godlike and then to see the one preparation a lot of people thinking, I, mean, I know a lot of people out there, I've heard it from people constantly about athletes don't deserve this amount of money. Athletes don't do anything except play a game for two hours on Sunday or whatever sport it is. We know they all have different... Uh, time limits and are played on different days but as in football these guys are playing on Sunday two hours but this quarterback show it it gets you to a point where you're at, at times you forget you're watching necessarily something about a quarterback you're down in Kirk Cousins basement 
and he's playing with his kids. Like it's it's showing you the fathers that are the fathers to be, as in Marcus Mariota's uh, situation. It it really doesn't have me feeling bad for Patrick Mahomes at all. I mean, it's just kind of fun to get that inside look on Patrick on how much he talks trash. If somebody's kind of going at him and talking trash to him, um, but then it also shows you, like, I mean inside look at his game I mean he mentions that he tries to be as nice as possible to the guys on the defense because he feels if he can create some kind of bond with them if he can be friendly with them then maybe they're going out of bounds they won't lay that hit on them as hard maybe they'll let up when they hear the whistle so it it shows you the small little pieces in these guys. It shows you how much studying goes in to being an NFL quarterback. An NFL quarterback is, I mean, Kirk Cousins explains it as taking a final exam, studying for a final exam. Every single week. It's rough. You got to learn another new team. You got to come up with different verbiage for different teams. You got to adjust things so that things don't stay the exact same. So the teams that you're playing against are, are somewhat confused. And it actually shows you how these guys go through this um, by one like Kirk Cousins records all of his play calls and things like that and then he'll go back and listen to them and recite them after he does. Uh, Marcus Mariota's will sit there with his wife while she calls the shortened play version and then Mariota will call out the the entire play like he would in the huddle um so I mean it's it just shows how intense their job is and then when you the icing on top of the cake is it actually shows you like more on the fact of how hard these guys get hit, how often they're getting hit. Kirk Cousins being the up till last last year, up to week seven, Kirk Cousins was the most hit quarterback in the league. The most hit quarterback. I mean, his Monday morning consists of him getting into a freezing cold pool and just standing there to bring the swelling down. And it's going on, and they got the great guy, four quarterbacks, the guy who knows 
every quarter every quarterback's looking up to Peyton Manning as the executive producer to reel in these quarterbacks. They got a second season planned already. I don't know. I haven't heard any words on what quarterbacks, but I would think they probably have already picked the quarterbacks because I mean, we're we're getting into training camp and I believe that's a, about when it started. So I mean, if you haven't checked checked out Quarterback on Netflix, go check that out because I mean, like I'm saying, if you're an NFL fan, it's going to give you that look inside some of the better quarterbacks. It's going to have you, whether you like him or not, you're going to feel for Kirk Cousins after this. You're going to hope that Kirk Cousins is winning a Super Bowl because you're like, this man just, he needs to, he needs to take a break. He's getting beat up. So, that's that's where we're going with it. We got power rankings for the NFL have come out, but they're way too early projections. And if I'm going to let you know, I'm waiting for the guys to get here to hit you with my way too early projections because I, I'm just interested what, what they have to say about it. Last year, Jamie and I did it, and... Uh, our top 10 was was pretty spot on when it comes to the very end of the year and how everything was uh, shaken out. As we know, uh, Mahomes, he did it. He's looking, I mean, what, how? how? How do the Chiefs not start in the top three, you know? Like, what? What have they lost? As long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback and he can get rid of the ball the way that he gets rid of the ball, oh, something that none of us have ever seen in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's the favorite to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, obviously... Them, the Bengals, they're starting up at the top because not much has changed with any of their teams. So we'll see uh, how that that goes. And, I mean, this last little thing that I want to get to about the NFL is, I mean, how how these running backs are getting treated. Do you guys have any kind of idea on payment scales for these for the NFL running backs? Because what's what's happening are running backs are like as Nick Chubb says, running backs are handcuffed. And they are, unfortunately. We got seven years until there's a new deal. But you pick you pick up a running back and you run him into the ground 
for the first X amount of years that he's playing for you. And those he's he's playing on a rookie contract at that point. So you usually get the most production out of your running back when you're paying him the least. On average, it's coming out now. And the the average is a little weird. But on average, kickers are getting paid a touch more than running backs. I think running backs average $1.2 million a season, whereas kickers are averaging $1.9 million a season. And those numbers can get a little weird because... Every there are there are only a handful over thirty two kickers. I mean, teams aren't they don't have what we call a stable of kickers. Teams do have stables of running backs. I mean, looking over the Ravens roster, they just signed Melvin Gordon for a one year deal. But I mean. They also have Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and J.K. Dobbins. So there are a lot more running backs. But even the top dogs, they're not getting what they deserve on that second contract because, I mean, that second contract, they might have one great year. But usually, I mean, their production's already starting to drop. I mean, yeah, you have guys out there like LT back in the day. I mean, you, but they're the the whole game has changed within the past couple years, uh, especially the past ten years, where the teams are getting away with with just running these guys out, and some of them have already been ran down. In college, where they're not making money. Well, now, I mean, now there's the NIL deal. So you're making money. You're making money. You're able to make money. But the team who, like in Derrick Henry's case, running them 400 times, like the team's not forking up any money. It's sponsorships you're able to, to get, things like that. So... I mean, we're at a standstill. Austin Eckler got all the running backs, or most of the running backs, together on a Zoom meeting to talk just this. And, I mean, I don't know what will come of it because at the moment, I believe we're seven years from a new collective bargaining agreement. So, I mean, because of the Players Association agreeing to this collective bargaining agreement, their hands are pretty much locked. Now, this is where I come in with the perfect ways to fix these things. Because, I mean, I have ideas. I have great ideas. And, I mean, just put me in charge of all this, 
and I will come up with the perfect solution. Just give me Roger Goodell's contract. I'll take one year of Roger Goodell's contract and I'll fix all of the NFL's problems. Starting with the running back position. But I'm not just going to stay with the running back, back position. I'm I'm going to alter all these contracts just a little bit because, I mean, I feel like guys should get paid for what they've done. I mean, yeah, guaranteed money, a little extra on top, get certain guys to your team. But at the end of the day, guys who are performing, guys who are producing, you should always be be able to cash in a bigger check if you're leading the league in touchdowns and I I guys get get rewards and bonuses for things like that. But I'm not just saying bonuses. Like if you are dominating the league as the rookie running back, I mean your pay scale, you should get paid. Highest of the running backs. We just have somewhat of a sliding scale. Your team can pay you the bonuses that they want to get you in the door. But then, once the season starts, if you start fumbling, you start moving down on that sliding scale. I mean, and if you're scoring touchdowns, you start moving up. So it, it's it's a crazy idea. I know it will never go down. Nobody's ever going to want to listen to me about it. But why not pay guys if you got the top running back in the league? I mean, you should you should be paying them like the top running back whether it's his first year or it's his 10th year. Truthfully, that's that's probably the only way to to do it with running backs. I mean, you could you could alter how much running backs are getting paid in the beginning, but I mean, owners aren't going to like that. Because they don't want to, they don't want to pay for somebody who they don't know if they're gonna produce. I mean, that's why it's so hard for a running back to get that that huge deal on their their next contract because they're like, ah, it, I mean, he's getting older, he's been beat up a lot. Is he actually going to? be able to produce for me at all I mean sometimes sometimes the answer is just a flat up no unfortunately but then you got guys like Derrick Henry that kind of just I mean are huge massive and you expect them to have a couple more uh to have a couple more good seasons. But 
I mean, with the with the running backs after that Zoom call, I mean, the talks are saying that uh, Josh Jacobs plans to skip uh, training camp and the preseason. So, I mean, with a guy like Josh Jacobs, it doesn't bother me that he's skipping preseason. It it more bothers me that he's skipping camp and the practices. I mean, saying I'm skipping preseason, well, like, of course you are. You're one of the top running backs in the league. You're not going to play in the preseason, especially now that it's only three games. Those three games are used almost constantly on trying to figure out who's going to make the team. I mean, it used to be like the fourth week, the starters would get a couple series, but no, that's not that's not happening. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see because Saquon Barkley is supposedly going to skip camp. And, I mean... Sitting in the sitting in the wings, just waiting on the in the on deck circle. I mean, we got three free agent running backs that I mean, if you play fantasy football, I bet you last year in your league you had one of these guys. Like and if you didn't have one of these guys, it's just because you weren't drafting high enough. You had like the 12th pick, the 10th pick probably. I mean, m- well, m- maybe not because the third guy probably. Like right now in free agency, we have Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, we know why Zeke's there. He just wasn't the guy who they thought he was. I mean, it's rough when you are, you're the star running back. And this is why people don't want to pay running back. You're the star running back, as in Zeke. But every time Pollard got in the game, the Cowboys are rushing like crazy. That's why Zeke's not there right now. That's why Zeke's not anywhere. I mean, he still looks like he's in great shape. Does he wind up going somewhere? I mean, will the Giants, will the Raiders scoop up one of these three tested and proven running backs? Kareem Hunt. I mean, he was part of a great system last year for the running game. It's hard not to be when you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but... I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's really no way to fix this unless we're going to put running backs on a run count. I mean, 
it's the coaches who put pitchers on pitch counts. So, I mean, does it risk too much for your season to have your running back on a run count? Think about that. And after this uh, quick break, we will get into some uh, some MLB because there is a new number one team in the American League. That and more up next on the Bring It In Show. How much would you pay to listen to WRUULP Savannah? It's an important question. Because everyone who has financially supported the radio station has to give value on that support. If WRUULP Savannah stream like Spotify, you would be paying $10 a month or more. If WRUU needed quarters like for washers and dryer at the laundromat, you would be paying $10 or more a month to go. If WRUU charged for broadcasting its signal like downtown Savannah parking, it would be $2 an hour. Let's pretend your radio or internet stream can't work right now without revenue. We know you wouldn't walk away because you listen and because you value local voices on the radio dial. Without the support of listeners like you, WRUU would be off the air. Please tell us right now how much we mean to you. Go to WRUU.org. Pledge and to keep local community radio live. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting WRUULP Savannah. There are two U's in WRUU, though there should be more. Because this is your radio station, run by volunteers from your community, with original music and talk shows presented by your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. The voices you hear on WRUU live and work in Savannah and the Lowcountry, and they help connect you with the other U's in our community. Well, there's a lot of U's involved. And while there's no way to add all these U's to the WRUU call sign, there is a need to ensure that all of us can keep your community radio going. So please help by donating whatever you can. Go to WRUU.org today and show how many U's there really are in WRUU. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. WRUU 107.5 is a proud community radio station bringing Savannah the best talk shows, music, and entertainment with Global Soul. We here at the station want to thank you, Savannah, for listening, donating, and inviting us to be a part of the community. Because of you, we've been able to engage with the community at events like Juneteenth and Earth Day. 
We're always appreciative of opportunities like those, and we look forward to seeing more of you, Savannah, in the future. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And I'm Glenn Pierce, and you're listening to the Bring It In Show. As I told you before we went to break, there's a new number one in the American League East. Yeah, it is. The Baltimore Orioles are the first place team. It's the first time they've been number one after the All-Star break since 2016. They have been on the heels of the Tampa Bay Rays for the entire season. The Rays starting off so strong uh, with a crazy like 10-game lead on almost everybody in the entire uh in the entire baseball league but now they have slowed down I mean a big reason that they were able to slow down is because the Orioles were able to put the brakes on them had a four game series over the weekend down in Tampa Bay and the Orioles were able to win three out of four of them lifting them up into first place, two games ahead. So we got your Atlanta Braves as the number one NL team and my Baltimore Orioles as the number one AL team. And, man, it is a good time for baseball. So exciting. I don't know if you guys have really been watching this year, but... Man, if you listen to me every week, I'm telling you something amazing that the young Ellie De La Cruz has done over and over and over again. Uh, This young man has just entertained in the sport of baseball, a sport that for the past couple years especially before the pandemic, people keep talk, kept talking about baseball, about how it was dying. And it, in my opinion, it was, unfortunately. It was slow. It was getting boring. People were getting mad because people were celebrating home runs too much. Uh, and now... It seems like there's life in baseball again. Brought to you by guys like Ellie De La Cruz. um, By Tatis and Jazz Chisholm. Um, These guys are just fun to watch. They're having fun. They're smiling. They're getting hyped. I mean, the Orioles are are doing the sprinkler on second and third. And I mean, the fans bought in and are getting, are getting sprayed down in the bird bath. It's just, people are having so much fun with baseball. 
I mean, the pitch clock has sped it up, has sped the game up in a good way, I believe. I, I'm, I'm not watching a baseball game, watching a pitcher throw over to first, like five times in a row. Like, come on, get over it. You're not gonna throw this guy out. Now they throw over once, they don't get them all out, and it's, it's on to the batter, and you got guys just, I mean, the base is a little bigger, a little closer because of that, about maybe three to six inches closer, doesn't seem like much, but I mean, guys are, with these two things together, guys are stealing more, uh, it's just, it's just a, a fun product. It's a it's a lot better than it has been in the past couple of years. But back to uh, one of my favorite players this season, Ellie De La Cruz. Last night, the talk is that in the dugout before he came out he pulled a little Babe Ruth action and called his home run because he goes out he hits a home run and as he's running to first base he looks at the uh, dugout and it looks like he says I told you I was going to do that so did he call his home run I wouldn't doubt he did, and I'm just waiting for him to call it from the plate and see what happens. I mean, we know I mean, you call if you're rocking them and you call it from the plate. I mean, you're probably gonna end up getting walked. We'll we'll see about that. But another thing that he did this week, he's he's so fast that. From the last time I talked to you guys about him to this time, he's he's already throwing up more and more highlights. Last week, I was telling Kellis how he threw from uh, like around the third base to first for the fastest assist ever. Uh, I mean, I think he threw 97.8 or something last week and then on like Friday night he guns one and I believe he hit 99 yeah 99.8 so I mean killing it I'm I'm trying to look at the fastest I mean, he's he's just he's just making records and then breaking them the next week. He's my for sure pick, and there are a lot of good rookies out there right now. But he's my pick for rookie of the year right now, barring any kind of crazy injury that that just stops his production. But at this moment, right now, he's my rookie of the year, my most exciting 
player to watch. And we got a lot of we got a lot of baseball to go. We got about I think a a week until the trade deadline. So right now in baseball, we're just kind of sitting back and waiting hoping that your favorite team, my favorite team, uh, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping somehow the Orioles get Otani in a trade and a sign and trade deal that locks them up for about ten years. I mean, I know that's crazy. It makes I already my heart starts skipping when I say that be in a bad way because when I say lock them up for ten years, I just have nightmares. Like, day nightmares because I'm wide awake, but I'm still having the nightmare and the feeling of that long contract they gave to Chris Davis. That they're, like, still paying off. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But the Orioles have to, uh, they're going to have to spend some money eventually. I mean, they, whether... It be keeping the young talent that they've built through their minor league system or going out and grabbing a couple free agents. It's usually been a little hard to get free agents to just come to Baltimore. Trading's always the better way. But, I mean, there hasn't been a Baltimore team that's showed this much promise. In a long time, so we'll uh, we'll just see. I mean, hopefully it's a good year. Hopefully the Orioles take it. The Ravens come through, do really well. I mean, what are you guys excited about coming up? Are you most excited about the MLB playoffs? Hoping that the Braves can uh, get back there, get another uh, championship in three uh, seasons, two and three, or are you just excited for football season to start? Let me know. Hit us up in our uh, DMs and uh, comments section. I mean, the I don't know how big of a story it is, um, but the our women, our women's team for national soccer for the World Cup, they uh, killed it. Their first game, I, maybe I shouldn't say killed it. They played a little sloppy, but they beat Vietnam. Three nothing. I mean, the line was set like for them to win by like five, I believe. Um, so it gives them some questions, and maybe it kind of will kind of give them a little jolt to uh, tighten up a little bit for this next game against New Zealand because that is going to be a tough game, and I mean. 
the U.S. needs to get out of the group stage. I mean, it's when I say needs to get out of the group stage, they obviously have to get out of the group stage. But, I mean, truthfully, nothing except almost perfection is is okay for this team, I feel. Um, it's a transition team is what I would call it. We have a lot of vets on the team. Um, a lot of the women, I think like six of the women that start for our World Cup team have uh, blown their ACLs and aren't even part of the World Cup team. But a core of uh, strong young players. You got uh, Trinity Rodman. Yeah, you heard me right. Rodman. Dennis Rodman's daughter is part of our Women's World Cup team. It's I believe it's her first World Cup, yeah. Um, and then, like against Vietnam Sophie Smith had two goals she's coming in to uh, take that lead from Alex Morgan because will this be Rapino Morgan's last World Cup Morgan probably has one more in her but in four years that's a long time away uh, she might she might be okay with retiring so they got when is it when's that next game i'm saying because they got that game against norway i want to say in like two days not norway on wednesday they played the netherlands so we'll see how well they do i mean they've They've won game after game after game. The last couple times they've played the Netherlands. I mean, the last time they played the Netherlands, it was a 2-2 tie. But that was during the Olympic tournament. Uh, I believe the, the age of the Olympic team stays a little younger but I mean should get the win should go on and uh, I mean like I said it would be surprising to me if we didn't just win the World Cup I mean that's just that's how we do Otani Hit another home run. Where's he gonna go? Who wants to give up enough to get him from the Angels? Will the Angels concede and let him go for less than they're asking right now? Right now, I believe they want three to four. I think it's at least three top 100 prospects. As this week goes on, as the days go by, are we going to see? Are we going to see 
the angels start coming down because they they need to get something from him, right? You got a player of that worth. I mean, you're not going to go into the offseason hoping to be able to keep him. You go into the offseason, you, you want to have him signed. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, any, any contender, any contender in the MLB has got, I mean, got... Has got to want Otani. There's no way there's a team out there that's like, eh. I mean, maybe a team out there like, eh, I don't want to pay that much. But if we're not talking about money, every single team would want Otani because of the skill set that he has. So... Keep our eye on that. That's something's got to happen. Just he's leading the league, or he was, and he just hit another home run. I'm sure he's still leading the league. I'll double check uh, stats real quick just to make sure. But Otani leading the league with 36 home runs, four over Olsen from the Braves, and. Where's his where's his pitching records? And he's he's up at the top of maybe not ERA, but he's up at the top of a bunch of pitching categories. Maybe that not the number one pitcher, but there's not another pitcher in the majors that can come close to duplicating what he's doing. So, man, we got about nine minutes left, and it's it's happening again in the world of soccer. Saudi Arabia, they were able to convince Cristiano Ronaldo to come play for them. They tried to get Messi to play in their league. Now they're going after Mbappe. Now we know Mbappe isn't going to play for PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, anymore. But now the team Al Halal is they made a record three hundred million dollar bid for Kylan Mbappe this morning. So We'll see what's going on. A lot of people are saying that he should go to Real Madrid. 
I concur that he should go to a team like that. But will he chase the money? Now, with Messi, he was able to work out an awesome deal with the MLS where he's getting percentage of subscriptions that people were paying buying for the MLS ticket on Apple. Messi was also able to get some of the Saudi Arabian money. Not as much as if he would have gone and played there, but he was able to get it for filming a bunch of commercials for a traveling campaign. So he still made money there, and then now he's able to go live in paradise in Miami on the water. And as we all saw this week, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you're living under a rock. But Messi had his first game for Inter-Miami this uh, past week. All the stars showed up. You have LeBron coming across the country. I wonder if LeBron still has a house in Miami. Or just like a little condo or if he just stays in a nice hotel when he's there but you got stars LeBron there uh, Serena Williams Messi starts on the bench for his first game and then at the end of the game he gets a ridiculous free kick not a penalty kick a free kick it's behind a wall he gets the ball over the wall into the corner as he does so many times um, and he wins the game for him. Comes in off the bench, scores at the very end on a set play. I mean, it's, it's, you can't write it any better. And then it makes me wonder, is this how they're going to use Messi throughout the season? I heard one report that there have already been a list of of stadiums that have turf fields that have bad like not the best turf field i mean it's when i say bad turf field it's not the old vet in philly but it's probably and it's probably a little better than your local turfs in your town but it's not it's not up to par and overseas in England they only play on grass it might be all of Europe only plays on grass so there's been like a list of places that Messi won't play supposedly allegedly until they get their fields replaced and that's something that the MLS is gonna be helping certain teams do if this is 100% true and whatnot. So keep our eyes out on that. See how Messi does. I mean, I don't see how he isn't the M- MVP of the MLS. I don't see how 
Miami isn't the favorite to win the MLS Cup now. I just don't see it. With Messi being on the team, I think it's it's crazy that there's a chance that they may not be one of the top teams. So, well, we'll see. Ooh, ooh, ooh. For everybody who got all caught up in the Hulu show, Wrexham, the uh, low-level soccer team that Brian Reynolds and Rob McElroy, uh, or Rob McElhenney, uh, but they are playing Manchester United on ESPN Plus and ESPN Two tomorrow at ten o'clock. So check that out, and that's gearing up for their next uh, season that they just announced is coming out in about a month, I believe. So we'll see uh we'll see where that goes. And for everybody else, I want to thank you guys for joining us today on this lovely Monday. And we'll be back next week. I'll see you later. Secret word is terps. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff.